everybody, welcome to Game Goose. Today is March 26th, this is episode 39. Uh, welcome to the show. We actually had to close the blinds today because the sun was out still. Yeah, it made it kind of hard to see. Yeah, my name's Dan Curry, I'm here with Clinton Brower. How are you, Clinton? I am doing well, right. but slowly. <laughs> but slow. Um... Sunshine for sunshine making you happier? Yeah, no, it's been amazing. There hasn't been a cloud in the sky the last two days. Mm-hmm. Well, I say that as I look out and there's some high, high, very high clouds. <laughs> Not well, like dark anyway. they've been smoking, but they're like way up there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's been amazing. It's the, If you're in the sun and you're out of the wind, it's like 60 degrees and it's beautiful. <laughs> right. But if you're not. I, not in the sun and you're in the wind, it's freaking cold still. Yep. Yep, yep. And then it's like at night, you still got that like, oh yeah. no, we can't be out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil, how are you over there in New York? Oh, I'm doing fine. Uh, we have the same situation. Uh, nice. We should stop talking about the weather so much. <laughs> I know. It's just, I walk here a lot sometimes, so it's like what's on my mind. Walk I walk here a lot sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Th- thanks for walking sure. my back. <laughs> I yeah. always got to keep him... On my toes. Yeah. On my toes. <laughs> Gotta call him out when he says something weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to record today. Uh, we got we all got some busy weeks going on, so um, hopefully it'll slow down soon. But uh, I'm very excited to talk about some games. Uh, everyone check us out on Facebook, Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on podcasts. Send me an email. email. Like, uh, game Goose <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Do you know that we have a listener that lives in Russia? Get out of here. You're being serious. Is it, is it, is it Putin? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, something like 3% of our listeners, of our listens, have Mm -hmm. been from Russia. So, Mr. Russian man, whoever you are, we love you. Shout out to you. Either that or someone... Some aggregate link is downloading it or something. Yeah, or yeah, someone here is like spoofing the oh, GPS. Oh, yeah, someone's <laughs> probably got a VPN. That's a good point. Yeah, something like that. But It's just here? Matt. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me I'm if it was yeah. Matt. I'm trying to think of any Russian I know. I know but it's like... There's babushka, bops, there's... One word that means like blanket, grandmother, and something bad, and it all sounds like babushka. So, and that's not even a greeting, but babushka to you. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, something like three percent, which is, I mean, I think would be around one listen an episode ish. Nice, so, nice. like, if it's someone with a VPN, they're using the same one. There you go. <laughs> Uh, before we get going, uh, about history and all that other kind of stuff, what have you guys been playing recently? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've played a single game since. You played Overwatch with us a few times. Since last get time? Get off this podcast. Recorded? Um, yeah, maybe we, yeah, we played a little, well, I don't know. I don't know, everything's been a blur recently. Yeah. I've been very busy. But I haven't <laughs> played anything, but I have been watching people play games. Yeah. Can you play some Overwatch with us? Of course, the staple. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I've been not playing games. I've been just kind of sitting down and turning the TV on and doing other things while people play them. Yeah. So I've been watching uh, uh, the Hermitcraft server, which is just a Minecraft server with a bunch of people on it that build crazy shit. Uh, and then I've been watching 
a YouTuber called Catherine of Sky play Factory Town. Right, that's that kind of thing. That's that's the newer game that just came out. I, right? I don't think it's that necessarily new. It was in like alpha for a while, and it gotcha. just got released on Steam. The one you're thinking of, I think, is Satisfactory. Right, Satisfactory. Yeah. Right. I've heard that game's really good. Satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been watching people play that too, and it mm. looks like a interesting kind of right way to do a factory game. Uh, Neil, what have you been playing? <laughs> I just had to go lower my chair, and it went fast. <laughs> um, you know, I really didn't have... Uh, I didn't have much time either. I played some Overwatch, I played some Apex, uh, I played some... We Call spent a lot Call. of the day this weekend, or a lot of this weekend, like one day just switching between, like, three games and watching Overwatch. Oh, you're right. We did play this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember that now. Uh, over... Yeah, Overwatch and Apex. Uh, I, I haven't... Oh! Oh, never mind. I'm kidding. I opened up Oblivion. Elder, right, that's right. I forgot about that. Elder Scrolls uh, four, 5? 4? Four? 4. 4. Yeah, 5 is Skyrim. Um, also, speaking of that, it's not like in the news or anything, but if you have a PC and this comes out before this weekend, which I'm sure it will. Free weekend. Uh, you, you, can get, you can get um, Morrowind for free on PC up through the weekend. A freaking 25th anniversary of Elder Scrolls. Oh, Village. I was like, what? It's not mm-hmm. Oblivion. But yeah. 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 Elder Scrolls. That makes sense. Yep. Um, so, how is Oblivion holding up for you? The first thing I notice in any old video game that I go back to, there isn't a sprint button. Right. That's always kind of. Yeah, because like even. Like even Fallout 3 in New Vegas, I don't think they had sprint buttons either. I'm, it took me a second to get used to it. I'm having a lot of fun in the game, but man. You get to level up that athletics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but true. But that's a waste of leveling if you don't want to be a character that jumps high, and then all of a sudden everything in the world is killing you. Yep. Yeah. Um, I hate the leveling up in that game. They have to go to sleep? No, that it's all fucking unoptimized, and gotcha. like you can like really level up poorly if you mm-hmm. spread out your skills. Yeah, I liked the leveling up. I I don't know. Like in Skyrim was interesting. Like I how you went into the clouds and you got that kind of stuff, and that wasn't too bad. But I was like, I just think that I was missing some of those other traits like that yeah, no i like i like the kind of spread of things but i don't like that if you use a spread of things mm-hmm. you will be severely underpowered because you don't get the full level up so like how it works is you can level up five separate things and each thing that you level up there's a number associated with it i think one to five mm-hmm. It, and I don't know if it's like an, an exact one to five. It's that's just my right. explanation or example. But so like if you jump a bunch, you shoot your bow a bunch, you use uh, magic to make illusions, and you level up your restoration or whatever. Right. If you jumped some, you might get two points in jumping. Right. If you hit but your you sword a bunch, yeah. you might get like five in that. Or but mm-hmm. like if you only did those five things that you're gonna level up in the perfect ratio Mm -hmm. then you can level all five of them to five right gotcha so like if you do anything else you kind of like monkeys with your overall experience versus like your chosen area experience gotcha at least that's how i remember it i could be wrong on that i i always just liked it because it was more about um and this is what i like a little bit more about some of the older bethesda games is um that you had to specialize yeah like in some of the like 
newer ones, it seems like you as, you, as long as you keep going, you can almost kind of do everything. And it feels like it doesn't give your character any, like, um, doesn't make your character feel special because you're like, yeah, cool. Now I have everything. Everybody can be good at everything, which is, which is the, uh, which is true with Oblivion too, but Oblivion makes a much bigger point where I think in like Skyrim, everybody gets like a, a weird bonus, like you can cast a spell or something. Mm-hmm something tiny like that where oblivion goes whole hog into it and says okay you get this bonus and also this race is five points better at these three skills which, yeah which a lot of people are like oh but i want to be an orc that's good at magic and i was like well in the you world, can it'll just be harder in the world they've created and i liked this about oblivion that's not normal thing for orcs to do so if you want right. that they're gonna make you work for it i, yeah. I honestly if you gave me if you gave me, if Oblivion and Skyrim were both remastered to today's standards graphically, I would pick Oblivion hundred percent of the time. Right. The only it, yeah, there's like is, a couple things in Skyrim that are definitely better. Yeah, it just it just makes your character feel more special, and you could you pick a star sign that gives you like a special ability mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's like the what are those the stones in Skyrim? Yeah, yeah. Have, you can change your too. stone. Yeah, yeah, you can change your stone in Skyrim, so it's like you're constantly switching. Where like you have to choose at the beginning of Oblivion, and while people are probably like, oh, that's like limiting your I game style. I'm like, up. no, like that's making you choose like what this character is going to be on this playthrough. You know, I was like that better always picked luck every time yeah <laughs> i always picked because i like to be the sneaky one i always picked the, i believe the the shadow it allows you to go invisible for quite a bit of time and they were very powerful so it, would, it was impactful where i feel like in skyrim the stuff you can choose isn't as impactful because you can change it so much yeah but yeah that's uh that's me what um sorry i'm not i still want to talk about it I know you can't sprint. Can you dual wield weapons in Oblivion? No, but you can. No dual wielding. And I forgot That's about this. You can cast. You can cast a fireball like a spell while you have a sword in your hand. Gotcha. Can't and you can't dual cast spells, right? No, you can't. Which is a great okay. thing that it's a Skyrim, but those are like the three things that I think Skyrim has on Oblivion is the sprinting, the dual wielding of spells and weapons. Other than that, like Oblivion, you can make your own spells. They got rid of that in Skyrim. You can make your like, own enchantments. I mean, I, like just, can... I know it was pure nostalgia, but I've started Skyrim a hundred times and I've started mm-hmm. Oblivion a hundred times. When I sat down this weekend, I was like, okay, this is going to be a stupid little fun thing to do. The music started playing, the voiceover was going, and I was like kind of tingly. I was like, oh man, ah, this yeah. was really fun. It's uh, good. It's pure nostalgia, but... Like everybody in the world play, has played Skyrim. If you're listening to this and you haven't played Oblivion, it's on sale right now for the uh, anniversary also. Highly recommend you pick it up. Um, it graphically, it's going to be different. Um, yeah. It doesn't not going to feel as good to play because it is a game that's quite old. If you've got it, five maybe. Yeah, if you've got it on your computer too, go download some of the HD texture mods and stuff. Oh, It'll make that sure. game look as right. good as Skyrim does. The um, yeah, just, better. The cities are better. I mean, the level design is better. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that, uh, that's the other thing. The dungeons are not as designed as well in um, Oblivion than Skyrim. Every Skyrim dungeon is. 
like perfectly designed so that when you get to the end, there's like a secret entrance entrance or exit that puts you right at the end again. So you can leave very easily. There's a lot of caves in Oblivion where you'll get to the end and you'll be like, oh, this is the end of the cave. And you just have to like turn around and walk all the way back through it. So I do like the designs of like the caves and stuff in Skyrim. I like that you can punch in Oblivion and you can level up your punch. Yeah, unarmed. Yeah. Become a lucha warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah, like they've been asking everybody like, what game have you played or what's your favorite game? And like overwhelmingly, it's just Skyrim from everybody for Elder Scrolls. And it's like, It'll be like it will be like eighty five percent Skyrim. It'll be like ten percent Oblivion, five percent Morrowind, and like zero percent for the rest of the games. Like, yeah, I mean, I'd never played Morrowind, but I hear that when that when Oblivion came out, everyone was like, "Man, it's no Morrowind." They they do get a little less um, like RPG every time. And I played Morrowind, but I was really young, and it is very difficult, uh, a lot more difficult to play. Like, I don't even think there's a compass. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know that there's a, there's no there's no map markers. Sorry. Yeah, I know that I, there's. I might be wrong. On no that. safety guards on killing. Uh, Any yeah yeah PC NPCs that are important. So right. like you might just kill the wrong guy and you're stuck. Yeah, and you can't do any more quests because so you killed a guy that was important. I played this game when I was like eleven or twelve, a Morrowind, and I really want to pick it up again because backwards compatible. Um, my friends and I would just mess around in it. First thing we would do is like just try to get the jump on some of the guards because the guards were like ultra powerful. So if you killed them, you could sell their stuff for like a lot or just wear it. And you're like, I'm so strong. You could also fly in Morrowind. There's like a flying spell. Yep. So we just like mess around and do all kinds of stuff. Then I would like would try to do the thing. And it's very like I don't remember there being any kind of marker telling you where to go. You probably had a compass. But when you started a quest, you would read it. And it was like super long. And it would be like start heading east on the path and as you come to the bend take or go north and you'll find a cave and in the third level of the cave and like you just had to go off of that and you had to keep opening it and being like now where do i go that's how world of warcraft was when it first came out like even through i think burning crusades wrath of the lich king there Mm -hmm. was no like built-in map markers people had made mods for it and stuff but like yeah you just had to read the quests so that you knew what you needed to go where you needed to be to do it Mm -hmm. Um, Oblivion was always like the good middle for me between yeah. like Skyrim and Morrowind. But yeah, yeah. well, um, now that you said you've liked it, I've definitely, that's been something I wanted to go back and play. I've never beat that game either. I've, Oblivion? I've played a bunch of it yeah. and I've never, I've never even like done any of the Oblivion gates. It's uh, the only game I've gotten a hundred percent achievements on, on Xbox. So, and man, that, uh, do you have the, all the expansions and stuff, Neil? Uh, you know, I didn't check, actually. I haven't gotten a bombardment of, like, letters yet. Don't you get, oh, like, right. a letter from somebody? When somebody yeah, you get, like, letters get, like, for each of the... 12, you get a, deeds to all the yeah. the uh, mansions and the wizard tower and stuff. Um, and, man, Shivering Isles is one of the best. And the horse armor, you get horse armor. <laughs> yeah, you get, don't forget that. Um, anyway, yeah, so... That, I, I'm excited to jump back into that. For me, I played a little bit of Zelda, um, and of course I'm enjoying that. Uh, Apex Overwatch, and we played Brawlhalla, which was fun. I did download that and played a match of it. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It's definitely not any Smash Brothers, but it's one of the things where you're like, oh, this is actually like really fun. Like, yeah. It's pretty playable. Um, and then we watched uh, Overwatch League. Congratulations to the Vancouver Titans. 
Yeah, that was a. Uh, I think that was more of a competitive game than anybody was expecting. Yeah, I really liked it, and I'm excited for the next stage to start so we can see exactly uh, what's happening. So, um, all right, Neil, want to want to hit us with gaming history? Sure do. March twenty fourth, two thousand three. Nintendo releases The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Ooh, that's like one of your favorite ones, right? The GameCube, yeah. Um, you know, it's a hard it's a hard one to come across. I'd have to buy a Wii U to play it. But mm-hmm. uh, I remember it being on par. A lot of people don't like the sailing. I remember liking the sailing a lot. Again, haven't played the game in 15 years. Uh, probably longer than that, actually. But, uh... It was one of my favorites. Definitely on par, uh, a contender with Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I played. Um, I got it for Wii U, and I played it for quite a while. And one time, one day, I put it in, and it just didn't work. And I was like, "Oh man!" But I never like tried to figure out what was wrong or see if it was just a one-time thing. Um, but I definitely would like to try it again. I, I remember enjoying it. I would say it was my. It's probably my third favorite Zelda. What's your second? Ocarina of Time. Oh, gotcha. Did you just say that? I did. Clinton's looking at. Oh, Clinton's looking at me like you just said that or something. No, I was just looking at you. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then March twenty eighth, nineteen eighty. Uh, not a huge game for me, but it is a big game for video games in general. Uh, Space Invaders two came out in arcade cabinets. Ooh, Space Invaders. And that, I mean, Space Invaders has been used in every piece of, every, like, animated show you've ever seen. I mean, it's just such a recognizable video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd give them some credit. I used to play a lot of Space Invaders on my computer. I used to play it on my calculator. <laughs> on your, in math class, like your T, like T-I? T-I-80. Yeah. Nice. Maybe that's it's why probably I'm not a TI-83. Yeah, yeah. I had to delete all the games off my calculator because I was like, I'm Did not you guys have the uh, Weed Ink or something, I think it was called? No. I, think, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was someone in my school made it, but it was like a Grand Theft Auto, but like text-based game. And it was like super intense, pretty in-depth. Huh. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to ask my brother or someone to see kind of if anyone remembers, but there was some name it was like weed something because like <laughs> weeds dangerous. We're in high school, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I remember it being like a pretty interesting kind of thing. That's a platform people don't talk about a lot. Calculator calculator games. Maybe we should do some research on that for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever played a uh, snake? Right. <laughs> there was like a Mario clone, I remember. Yeah. All kinds of games. Yeah, I played a, I played the Mario one. Thing. And then 2006 Square Enix releases Kingdom Hearts 2 for the PlayStation 2. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. That one's for all you PlayStation players out there, because clearly I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I never got the two because I got stuck on one and I never moved past it. I played two. I Block Dude, that was the Mario one I was thinking Yeah, I played Black Dude. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, is that all for your history, Neil? That's, more like a puzzle That's game. it. Like, cool. I guess a lot of games don't come out in the early portion of the year, but that makes sense. That's kind of a newer thing that's happening now, you know. Mm. I thought we lost you. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, all right, let's talk about upcoming games. So, Yoshi's Crafted World comes out for the Switch finally on March 29th. I feel like we've been talking about that game for ever. Uh, Tropico 6 comes out for PS4, Xbox One, PC, also March 29th. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. Liberation Remastered comes out PS4, Xbox One, PC, that's also March 29th. And then Darksiders War Master Edition comes to Switch April 2nd. So, Darksiders, another franchise I just walked away from. I figured out the name of that game. It's what? called Drug Wars. Ooh. I was say, I think Weed Inc. is like a mobile game that's out right now. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a text-based basic game based off of the game. Or sorry, it's based off the game... It's based off the text-based basic game. <laughs> Say that five times. Wow. Based off the text-based basic game Star Trader. Drug gotcha. Wars was originally an MS-DOS program that was ported onto the TI series of calculators. Interesting. Text-based basic game. Text-based um, basic game. I'm excited. I think I'm excited to get Yoshi's eventually. Yoshi's Crafted World. I heard it's a little easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting. I would expect it to be easy. It's a. Yeah. I mean, it really is a game for babies. Yeah, it's like it's that thing where it's like they kind of have these different series, like different platformers, mm-hmm. and they all range. Like, if you want the hardcore Nintendo platformer, you're gonna get Donkey Kong. Yeah. If you want some of the easier ones, you're gonna get Yoshi and Mario. So. Um, Yep, uh, and then I've never played a tropical game, but we have a friend that like really loves them. I've always wanted to try one out, but I've never pulled the trigger. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. <clears throat> Sam, Sam loves them. Sam plays the shit out of them, but I just, I don't know. I, there's like those types of games that are like seem like they'd be right up my alley too, is a thing. But I just, I don't know. I don't like kind of full city management right. style games. I like games where like I can go. S- focus on a single thing and kind of improve that while everything else it if it's breaking in the background it doesn't matter I can go fix it later right. it's not gonna cause a huge problem right now yeah you definitely have to like do some multitasking yeah so yeah have you played have you ever played a tropical game Neil I have not gotcha yeah it's like SimCity except for you're like a dictator and so there's like all these different choices you have to make yeah and you can like continue your uh, dynasty by like putting your children into power mm-hmm. and then they can put their children into power but like you have to keep the people somewhat happy otherwise they'll like, revolt yeah. yeah you have to fight rebels and stuff mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting I mean it's a cool concept but yeah I just I don't know there's too much micromanaging yeah like I I mean I do like those games just because I remember like playing like SimCity and stuff as a kid and having really fond memories of that but then I tried that Sk- City Skyline game and I was like man I just suck at this kind of stuff like, yeah I don't know that's, that one for me is I feel like I can go focus on a certain thing and come, if something's yeah. breaking like if you get past that initial first hurdle of like getting a city that can make money right. I guess you're usually okay to keep building. Right. And then if you get into a spot where something's not working, you can just go back and kind of restart your initial first battery right. city that is like powering everything, getting you money. Right. All right, let's head into some news, shall we? Hit it. 
So, so more bad news in the uh, video game industry. EA is laying off 350 more people in marketing, publishing, and more. Uh, so basically, they're just uh, trying to do some consolidation. Uh, they want to improve customer support, change some of its international strategies, and it's closing offices in Russia and Japan. Um, so Andrew Wilson, who's one of the EA bosses, says, we have a vision to be the world's greatest games company. If we're honest with ourselves, we're not there right now. We have, to, we have work to do with our games, our player relationships, and our business. Uh, across the company, teams are already taking action to ensure we are creating high, higher quality games and live services, reaching more platforms with our content and subscriptions, uh, improving our Frostbite tools, focusing our network and cloud gaming priorities, and closing the gap between us and our player communities. So, I I mean, I like the sentiment, especially that he's like admitting that EA isn't in a great spot right now. They obviously had a rough launch with Anthem. Um, a lot of the gaming community isn't happy with them. They had a rough launch with battlefront before that um they're having i think issues with battlefield like all kinds of stuff so but i mean it's always sad that they're laying people off but if they're restructuring and it, and it did say that they're attempting to find um jobs in other places for these people and that they're getting severance packages so but just more and more people getting laid off by ea <sighs> yeah yeah that's so sad but I don't know. I yep. don't know how big business. I don't know how big businesses work. It seems kind of strange. Like, like, don't worry. We're trying to get better. We're just gonna fire these three hundred people that we're helping. Yeah. Well, you got to restructure, you <laughs> yeah, know, and no, stuff like totally that. But it. it just it seems ass backwards sometimes. And yeah. EA is not the company. In, in out of somebody else's, out of a trusted person's mouth, I would totally mm-hmm. believe that. But out of EA's mouth, I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Show me yeah. the proof is in the pudding. And it's just like more and more of like how I, this, the case for unions, union, unionization, excuse me, is becoming stronger and stronger for game developers and people in the games industry. So, and the more people get fired, the more it's like people are probably going to start to realize that. All right, uh, let's move on to some other things. So last week we talked about Google's streaming service, Stadia, 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 Stadia. So now Apple has announced one called Apple Arcade. So uh, just kind of on a separate note, but staying on the same thing, Apple is en- entering two uh, two industries at once very quickly. Um, not that they haven't been in the games industry. Obviously, iOS and iPads and stuff like that are a major platform that a lot of people play on. But they're also uh, starting a thing called uh, Apple TV Plus that is going to kind of be a competitor to Netflix and Hulu and like live streaming television. And it's going to have its own movies and TV shows. So they're taking on some big stuff. Uh, but Apple Arcade is going to be a curated service for paid games. So you're going to pay a subscription, even though they haven't told us how much it is again. And um, curated games? Is that what you said? A curated service for paid games, yeah. So it will come to iOS devices. It's the same kind of thing. You can play it on your Apple TV. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on your iPad, on your Mac. Um, They are going to be contributing to the development of games for this service, but they haven't really said how, so we don't know if there's going to be certain games that you can only play on these things. Um, There's not a lot of info about it yet, but it's just going to be kind of similar yeah to google's thing no, i'm glad to hear it i'm glad and it's gonna be like bigger games not just like a kind of here's a bunch of shit yeah i'm not quite games, sure exactly or is it gonna be like here's our entry into the 
uh, shooters. Yeah, I mean, it's called Apple Scope or whatever. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It doesn't. They haven't really said what games or anything are coming to it. Yeah. So I'm not sure. And speaking of what, that, that surprises me. So I'm they sorry. didn't when they when they announced this, they didn't have any kind of tech demo or I mean, proof I, of concept or anything. Or? It doesn't really say. I didn't watch the thing, unfortunately. I didn't um, look into this at all either. Yeah. Um, I read this whole thing. So it was rumored in January that this was going to happen. Happen. It was looking to um, try to he- get more paid games among all their free-to-play games because, you know, that's a big thing. Um, there's going to be no ads in the game, so I'm, it doesn't really say on this article from Game Informer exactly what they're going to do. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Here he goes. Right, last sentence. Uh, in the reel of games, games like Overland and a new title from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Creator were shown off, some for the first time ever. So, they are going to have... They had a couple games shown. I'll have to watch that whole thing and yeah. try to get back with you guys to see exactly what they were showing. No, I'm happy they're doing it. I mean, like I said last time, competition, more competition will only be better for everyone that's paying for these things. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, I'm... And, uh, I mean, the two the two companies that are doing it have so much money to throw around at shit like this, and they're primed in prime position to do these things with the kind of companies that they are. They have huge tech conglomerates that have servers and mm-hmm. hardware and everything to, to do this. So I'm interested to see kind of, yeah, if the software and the, uh, the IPs that they get are worth people paying for them. Cause right. if the hardware and everything works and it's great, that's not going to matter if the games that people want are not on them. Sorry, right. that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm also afraid, like, because the competition's good, but what we're seeing with like video streaming right now, like, oh, there's Netflix, Hulu, then yeah. Disney Plus, then you have to have your FXX, and you got to have your whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah we I'm afraid there's going to be too. yeah that there's going to be too many, and people are just going to be like, screw, it, I'm just going to pirate the game. Yeah, like, and yeah, that's what we've talked about too in the past. Is like you start splitting up everyone's kind of the, the reason that Netflix did so well is because all the movies were on Netflix mm-hmm. and you didn't have to go to each individual place to get it. You mm-hmm. could just send out for your disc and then it would come in the mail and then you could watch it and mm-hmm. then you could just go to their website and all that stuff was there. Right. Now it's like, man. No, yeah. You get like the six movies that are on Netflix, but then you get the six movies that are on uh, Amazon Prime. Right. And then you get six movies that are on Hulu. Yeah, it's like weird because it's like, all right, do I want to watch a stand-up special? Well, like, obviously Netflix. Netflix pumps so much money into stand-up. And then it's like, well, do I want to watch any television show that's actually on television? Yeah. Hulu Ooh. has all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. now. Like, it's all left Netflix. And it's like, Netflix is so much original content that's great. Hulu has all kinds of stuff from TV. Yeah. And then this Disney thing's going to come out. And it's like, man. Yeah. I, and then like Amazon's getting better. They're finally doing some stuff. Yeah, and like I said, people are going to start... Like, like you said just now, people are going to start falling back to piracy because right. it's cheaper and it's easier. Mm-hmm. If it's easier to get your things on just your one streaming service, then people do it. But if it's easier to just go to LimeWire and say, like, this is the shit I want for this week, then yeah. people are going to do that. Yep. For sure. Fuck Speaking Hulu. of that, what'd you say? Fuck Hulu? Or not Hulu, Netflix. <laughs> you don't like Netflix? That's, that's who you're anti against? I mean, they're pretty bad for my industry. <laughs> oh gotcha <laughs> fair fair um 
here's speaking of that and everybody entering this is a report and kind of a rumor um Walmart might be working on a Stadia competitor. So Walmart oh might be entering this. <laughs> so according to, this is from Game Informer, it says, according to a report on US Gamer, retail, jeez, I cannot talk today. Retail giant has been chatting with game developers and publishers since earlier this year and throughout this week's Game Developers Conference and that they're exploring its own game streaming service. Um, and they've been kind of getting into e-commerce. They acquired Jet.com. It's one of the fastest-growing e-commerce sites. Uh, they, and they have a five-year partnership with Microsoft that uh, gets the company access to their cloud computing uh, tools. So who knows? Yeah, It's kind of an odd mood move, yeah. I feel like, for Walmart. But. Yeah, I mean, that goes to the, kind of what I was saying about Google and Apple being giant tech conglomerates. What is Walmart? They're a... <laughs> transportation com- corporation yeah basically like, yeah <laughs> uh, like man change change yeah. like management change and shit yeah so um, so or uh i'm blanking i did way too much homework today and i forget the word for it logistics now it has chain in it <laughs> it has chain in it Black but that chain. was my cl- that was the class i took last semester so it's left my mind <laughs> chain no it's not like inventory chain or it might be inventory chain i can't remember <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's a word for it this yeah. degree is going to be a lot of use to you dan <laughs> it's just like you learn so many things yeah it might be a supply chain management supply there chain. you go yeah, that's what they that. like specialize in and yeah. what they changed and revolutionized there's just so many terms that you got to learn. It's like, I'm never going to remember all these. Anyway, sorry. Back to memorizing every game that comes out for the year. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is kind of good, interesting news, and I think something that was kind of expected. Uh, this is also from Game Informer. Nintendo is going to release two new models of the Switch. So uh, one is going to be a model that is cheaper and will have features removed. Um, some of the things that I've seen that have been rumored to be removed are vibration. Uh, they, they won't have Joy-Cons that attach and detach. Um, they, it's just a handheld system that never docks or anything like that. And you, um, it actually, because it doesn't do that, it actually has a D-pad on it from some of the leaks I've seen. Uh, if I don't know what's true and what's not, yeah. but just some stuff that's out there. Because you so. don't have to turn it sideways. Yep, because a Joy-Con has to have separate buttons when it's turned sideways, but that one doesn't, so it has D-pad. Um, and then the second one that I've uh, things are supposed to be enhanced that has that has whatever is enhanced. We don't know if it's like graphics or whatever, but some of the leaks I've seen are that it, um, the screen's bigger. It goes like all the way to the edges, things of that kind of nature. So. <laughs> um, we won't know exactly until they announce it. Like I said, this is just some stuff I've seen around and some of what Game Informer has said. So it was according to the Wall Street Journal. It's that time. Yeah, definitely. It's been, what, three years? Um, two and a half? Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe two, two and a half. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be good. I think that there are probably some people that are going to want... I think the cheaper version is going to be do better unless this new, like better version is wildly better but it's still reportedly not supposed to be as strong as like a ps4 or an xbox still yeah so yeah i wouldn't expect it to be uh but i guess some people have said they have issues when they're playing some of the faster games like wolfenstein and doom and some of these games that are were built for these you know more powerful machines so maybe if you're gonna play those kind of games on your switch this might be their better choice for you 
um, which, you know, I don't, but. All righty. Oh, this is just a fun little tidbit. Since we're big, uh, Neil and I are big fans of Apex, Apex Legend has earned over $92 million in its first month. Wow. Free game, everybody. Wow. <laughs> $92 million in a month. Um, which is wild. So most of its spending is coming from console users. It's the most successful launch of a free-to-play game in history. Um, and it hit 50 million players in a quarter of time it took Fortnite to reach the to do that. Maybe the next GTA will be free. <laughs> right. Um, I guess uh, Battlefield 5 is releasing, right now it's on sale for 50% off, and it's to celebrate they have released a free-to-play Battle Royale Yeah. in their Battlefield, so... In Battlefield. Gotta get that free Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Maybe just every game will be a free Battle from Royale. <laughs> with a free Battle Royale. Yeah. You, you have Factoria with a free Battle Royale. <laughs> um, this is also just some interesting sales facts that I uh, enjoyed. Ten best-selling indie games on Switch. So this isn't in any order. They didn't tell us what the order was. It's from Game Informer, but Nintendo put it out. Uh... You want to take a guess on some of them? Anybody? No. Uh, no. Stardew Valley? Yep. That's on there. Shovel Knight? No. Um, uh, the game I played where you climb a mountain? Yes. That game is on there. Celeste. It's called Celeste. Celeste. <laughs> uh, these are all indie games? Yep. These are the top 10 indie games. Okay. Spelunky. Mm-mm. I don't even know if that's on Switch. <laughs> Uh, you we've played one of them is like one of our favorite games on Switch. You and I, I think all three of us played it and loved it. Speedrunners, no or on Switch, yeah. Oh, uh, golf, yep, golf oh, story. Golf story. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't like it, but keep going. Oh, you didn't like it, so yeah, Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, Overcooked 2, Undertale, Dead Cells, Enter the Gungeon, Graceful Explosion Machine. Which I've never even heard of that one. I have to look that up. It, you can click on all the all of them, like they're all hyperlinks, except for Graceful Explosion Machine. So I'll have to just actually Google that. Uh, Celeste, Golf Story, and Overcooked. So Overcooked and Overcooked too are both on there. So um, pretty cool. So then last year they uh, released. Uh, title 2 um, some of them are the same but Shovel Knight was on last year uh, and then NBA Playground SteamWorld Dig 2 Kamiko and Fast that's RMX that's what I was thinking of what's that SteamWorld Dig not Splunky oh yeah yeah yes Sim- yeah you both you go underground you dig around <laughs> go underground dig around <laughs> um, and our last piece of uh, news so both uh, Sony and Xbox have taken a page from Nintendo's book and they both did kind of like basically their version of a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And so um, Xbox is what's called ID at Xbox Game Pass, where they showed uh, indie games that are going to come and be released on Game Pass the day of release. A lot of them are cool. If you want to check that out, I would go to YouTube and look at it. Um, some of the games looked pretty cool. I thought um, you were growling. <laughs> I could hear that car. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so yeah, there were some really cool looking games that I'm excited to try out. Um, there's one called After Party I want to look at, one called Void Bastards I want to look at. Um, and they're just going to be, if you have Game Pass, they'll come out when they're out. There's also like a fantasy game that looked really cool. And I couldn't really, I didn't catch the name of that one. But then the day before that, um, this was all, this all came out today, the day we're recording. Um, and then yesterday, uh, Sony did a state of play was what theirs was called. And they showed a whole bunch of games coming to their, um, system and, that was cool. There was one that was really awesome looking, and I hope it comes to other platforms because while well, I do have a PlayStation Four, I don't really play with friends on it. Um, it is called. Oh shoot, I can't remember what it was called now. But it was. Um, oh, it just left me. It had a. It was a dungeon crawler, and you have two teams of two people, and it's kind of like Diablo from the top, and everybody can pick a character, and they're always like these little cute animals. And everyone starts with a wooden sword. And as you crawl through the dungeon, you gather loot, like in Diablo style, and fight monsters. And then when you get to the end, you get to like a treasure room, and you have to fight the other team that's gone through the other side of the dungeon. So if you get to the like treasure room first, you'll be able to grab all like the better loot, so you'll kind of have an advantage yeah. over the other team that shows up second. Uh, but you'll have to run through the dungeon so like they might find some cool stuff while they're taking their time in the dungeon um and then you battle it out at the what end. was what was that game that we played with the mages that oh. you would fight at the end and then whoever won would get the mage card yeah that was uh wizards of legend yeah terrible name good game it was, it was all right game. yeah it was all right that was the game that was actually made by humble bundle really yeah, they like open a hum- hum- humble bundle studios. Huh. And uh, I didn't know that, but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I had we played it for a good handful of hours. Yeah, it was still it was fun. I just hate that name, Wizards of Legend. Yeah. It's just like oh, they just threw together fantasy names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I would. So if you want to watch either of those, they're both less than twenty minutes, um, and you can just kind of skip past the people talking. But um, if you want to make it short and just see the announces, um, but I, it's it's interesting to show to see that they're just doing what Nintendo has done, and it shows how popular those directs are. People get excited for them. Oh, uh, the other cool thing is Sony announced a, a lot of theirs was based on their VR. There's a Iron Man VR game. Nice. So you can fly around shooting shit. I am Iron Man. And they had a little <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, keep singing. I'm trying to remember. Um, also, Crash uh, Crash Team. Uh, there's a new Crash Racing, which is cool. Ready Set Heroes is what the name of that game is called. So really hoping that it gets like popular and somehow it like comes to switch or whatever but we know sony doesn't play well with others so probably not unfortunately um yep so check those out and i think that's all for the news uh anything else before we take a break guys nope hey everybody Welcome back to Game Goose. I hope you enjoyed that music, and I hope Clinton puts it in. Otherwise, I'm going to sound weird. <laughs> um, today, we're going to kind of do like a little hodgepodge, but I'm all talking about Zelda. Um, so I've been playing Breath of the Wild. We've discussed Zelda a lot on this show because we are all are fans of it. Um, it's one of the more iconic video game franchises, one of my favorites out there. 
Um, so I think Neil is going to tell us a little bit about the beginning of <laughs> I think, Zelda. I think, Neil, that tells you something about our level of preparation. Here's <laughs> not, what I think my co-host is going to say. I'm not quite sure exactly what he said that he researched. Um, well, hopefully it's not about lizards and the pyramids again. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to let hey, him do I it. Had fun with that conversation. Lizards in the pyramids? Yeah, we had to cut it, but. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So, uh, Neil, why don't you t- start us off? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I think this will be. Uh, we talked about Zelda a little bit up front, and it's certainly been a reoccurring theme throughout our podcast, but it's certainly one of my favorite game fran- franchises uh, and this was kind of my love letter to it uh, diving, diving in and seeing kind of how how the sausage got made and uh, it was pretty it, it, it's an enlightening story I'm, I'm glad I did it uh, one of the first things that stuck out to me um, was that there was a, for the Super NES there was this uh, actually just the regular old NES. Um, there's this thing, Clinton. Maybe you know about it, called the Famicom Disk System. Yeah, yeah. We actually a, talked about this. Yeah, it was a Japanese oh. kind of. Yes, um, it yeah, never we, came to the states. It was only mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, and when designer Shigeru Mayumato, um, the designer of Donkey Kong before this, um, was playing around with this new tech, uh, he and his friend. Uh, they kind of crafted this prototype which two players could make their own dungeons and then it kind of sounds like Minecraft these two, him and a friend would sit in their worlds and they'd make make a little dungeon, make a little world and then they could go into each other's dungeons and see what they had done Um, and through doing that uh, Shigeru uh, noticed that exploration proved to be the most fun part of of this little pro- prototype that they had created, um, not knowing what's around the next corner, seeing what somebody has created for you, um, which was kind of, uh, it, we really have to put this in perspective. You have to dial back what you know about video games back to the early 80s, probably before, well before I was born, um, to where things were side-scrollers and things were put out in front of you methodically and... While it may not have been predictable, it certainly wasn't... You didn't feel like you were exploring anything new. You knew you mm-hmm. were going... You had one direction to go. There were no options. It's, it was up left, or up right, or right. Those were your choices. And if, if and that's just for Mario games. For other things, it was, you know, Galaga-based. You stay on one screen forever, and you shoot little, little planes. This was... This was truly where open world came to be. Um, so, he and his friend are working on this prototype. They realize uh, exploration is is one of the coolest parts of this, and so they just dive in. And without even a, without even the lore of Zelda in mind, they start creating this world with mountains and forests and lakes, and they're working. Uh, they're calling it between each other Hyrule which is what it will event- eventually be known as in Zelda um, 
which I thought was really cool. Like the first, they didn't think of the lead character first. They did, and it makes sense. I mean, it's world building. You start with the world before you get to the character. I guess right. you could go either way, but it's cool that if you're a Zelda fan, you should know what Hyrule is. And I think it's it, it was just a fun little fun little fact for me that the location the location came first, even though. The story is obviously so iconic and centered around you know, these three people and the Triforce. Uh, that I don't know. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, I mean, when you have a game about exploration, you know, you kind of want to be like, where are we going to explore? And the world of Hyrule is such a big part of every Zelda game, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, so this game eventually becomes The Legend of Zelda, which is first in the franchise um and th- this i mean donkey kong did a lot for the designer miyamoto but this really this got its name in the nintendo rank and file up there he gets awards for this it's uh it's huge uh, a couple quotes from him we named the protagonist linked link because it connects people together um obviously um and all of this, by the way, is taken from a great History of Zelda article on IGN. And actually a couple, I got a couple other bites from The Verge and stuff. Uh, just so you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. The, the fun thing about the first thing, or about the first game, and I'm sure most people have seen it played. I don't know if you've had the chance to play it. Uh, I've... I've never owned the console, so I've got to sit down with it and like play the first thirty minutes of it. I've never gotten to beat it. Have you guys? I've never beaten it. Um, once again, one of my list games. Um, I have it right now for. Um, it's on Switch. If you have Nintendo Switch Online, I also have it on my NES Classic. Um, which I haven't opened because all those games are mostly on Switch, and um, I was born with this game at my house. So I, it was very confusing because I, you know, because I was a child. Like I had this console up until I was like five or six. So Zelda was like, like you're saying, Mario was much more straightforward. Like even though I wasn't good at it, you go right. I understood what to do. Uh, I never understood exactly what my goal was in Zelda, even though I enjoyed playing it because it was just a video game. Um, as I got older, I played some of the other games that were similar to it on like Game Boy and stuff like that Um, but if you go back and play any old game uh, Zelda included um, look up the booklet online because in the past games used to be meant to be played with their booklets because there was no tutorials there were no instructions on screen they just made you go and people say that a lot about those old games, but if you look at the books, they are the tutorials and the explanations. So if you do play Zelda, and take a the look world at the building book. too. There's a lot of world building in some of those old manuals. Right, you're right, because they didn't have a way to tell the story as well. Um, so yeah, just just a little note: if you do decide to go back and play some of these old Zeldas, find the PDF of the the booklet online. I'm so glad you said that. Um, so we are now. We are playtesting The Legend of Zelda, still on, still on the OG. Um, 
And initially, people, again, take everything you know about video games, not uh, about where video games are now, and throw it out the window. Um, initially, when playtesting, people were blown away. They were, they were so, they were uh, uh, enthralled by you know the first two minutes of story you get. It's all text dialogue, but you know you're a boy on a on a quest. You you're one thing is to assemble the trifo- uh, assemble the Triforce, mm-hmm. don't go it alone, boom, you're in the world, go. No arrows, no objectives, nothing to follow, just go. Um, and initially, this did not test well. People loved the beginning of it, they enjoyed walking around for a bit, but eventually... They're like, where am I going? What am I doing? I'm so lost. It, this isn't. This is more confusing than aggravating. Um, everybody went to Miyamoto on Nintendo side. It was like, okay, we got to figure this out. And he, luckily, was in full control and did not back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, he was thinking beyond initial playing. He was thinking. He was thinking beyond everyone's first. First playthrough, everyone's first five minutes. He knew, he knew that gamers, especially in Japan, um, uh, gamers were a very close knit community. Especially back, and this is me reading into it, but especially back in the times where video games were just coming of age, a nerd was a nerd in the truest of senses. Uh, you know, think of a stereotypical bully in high school picking on a nerd. That's what they were living through. Um, he knew that their community of gamers was was uh, present and definitely closely knit. So he knew that all these gamers were going to get together and talk about their first ten minutes in this game, or play it next to each other, or yada yada. So he wanted to continue to build this community, and he said, "No, I'm not going to change it. All of these people are going to get together." talk about what they love about this game and what's confused them and each one of them will have gone a different direction and they'll say I did this and found this and it was cool and I did this and I did this and I did this and one person will say oh I found out how to get to the next part of the story right and that and the person who got the story will still want to go and get and see all the other things that the people have found so this did two things it it spread word of mouth about this game, and it also just it created the basis of uh, their their fandom, Zelda's Zelda's you know expansive fan base. Yeah, a little fun fact about um, the newest game, Breath of the Wild. Um, Zelda's always been popular. Every Zelda game that comes out is popular, but they felt like it was getting stale. And as a as a person who plays a lot of the games, every time I picked up a Zelda game, I knew what to expect and. It kind of lost a little bit of magic in a way. Um, Breath of the Wild, they decided to go back and they went to the first game that Neil's talking about now and about that exploration and everyone going a different way because the Zelda games had become very um, kind of just, they told you exactly where to go. They weren't open world anymore. And um, they actually went back to this first game and played and was like, what's magical about this? And that was kind of what they picked up on everyone going a different way, everyone playing the way they wanted to do it in whatever order they wanted to do it. And that's like, 
this this first game while it's old and you know we're talking about you know you have to think about the technology at the time the idea still uh inspired like the newest game and it has inspired all these open world games like elder scrolls we were talking about earlier and stuff like that so it's just a just it's just an important game like neil's saying yeah oh absolutely and and i didn't know much of this before i started reading um uh and and this was uh, we're leaving the legend of uh, we're leaving the first zelda now um Mm -hmm. but it was a commercial hit as much as uh as much as a video game could be in the when was that released 1986 i have i just before you move on the next game um I have this Legend of Zelda encyclopedia I got for Christmas. It is awesome. In the back, it has a little bit about every game and things like that. And one of the interesting things about Legend of Zelda to me is while it's this game is 20 plus years old, or not almost more, more than that, um, it... Uh, holds true like the the tales and the characters are the same so the first game introduced link introduced princess zelda introduced impa who is uh important but uh, um not somebody that people talk about a lot and uh ganon of course um and the triforce and all that and it's interesting that that idea has stayed popular and, and gone through all the games well the triforce isn't in some of them but this is one of my favorite parts about Zelda. Um, eventually, we're going to get to talking about the timeline that attempts attempts to make all of these games line up. Uh, but um, one of one of my favorite things that a couple articles pointed out that Zelda is very much a a tale, like a, a spoken, right. handed down there is a hero that will come and save the princess blah 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 from the dark king like i could say that about so many different things it could be lord of the rings or it's not lord of the rings but it's it's obviously a trope and through its i don't know how many zelda games are there 13 Uh, i counted there's um on the main release and in the main release it's kind of tough because they've re-released some games um, but there's about 20 some they've re-released some um, over time so there is one two three. sorry go ahead keep talking I'll count okay. but uh, throughout all of these different Zeldas much like an actual uh, and what is the word I'm looking for folklore is not the word I mean it's describing what I'm talking about but what's the word for spoken tradition um, there's a word for a story or or something that's passed down from generation to generation vocally and i cannot think of the word and it's killing me it's just folktale and folklore isn't it yeah uh, there's a different word but let's go with that i don't know uh, never heard this word then but uh much like much like it it would in real life the legend of zelda as dan was just saying in the first one um sure it's 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 simple, but it should be. It is. It's hitting the main points. It is the foundation that whatever Dan number, whatever number Dan comes out with soon. It's it's about um, if you don't count re-releases and remasters and stuff. It's about nineteen in the main series. So that doesn't count like Hyrule Warriors or Link's Crossbow Training or those weird games for the disc system that bombed. Um, so yeah, yeah, so about nineteen or twenty. This first game is building the foundation for. 
18 more games, and much like stories passed down in 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 IRL in the real world, uh, <laughs> every game builds upon the same the same basis. And this yeah. isn't like this isn't like Halo One, where like you know the Master Chief is gonna fight off the Covenant here, and then Halo Two, you're gonna fight the Covenant Covenant off on another planet. These are standalone games that are a completely new reset for this hero you you played in the last game. But yeah, they just things are share, true. Yeah, they just sh- share like a mythology of yeah. who these people are and like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this game has been I mean this game has been going for almost 30 for 30 years now. Yeah. So much like a, a real world story will evolve when told in the 1960s to the 1990s, this franchise has really stayed true to its basic principles. But the story has flushed out around it, and even though like The Wind Waker was incredibly, incredibly fleshed out, there were so many, there were many different. Hy- Hyrule was underwater. Um, yeah. <laughs> then you then you go to the Twilight Princess, and it's still everything you recognize. But that whole water thing didn't happen, and the world is black, and everybody's emo. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how they've changed. Like they they've kept true to the story, but some of the tales just kind of have these different vibes to them. But yeah, like like you're saying, it always evolves. Even in the first map that I'm looking at, Death Mountain and the Lost Woods and the Spring of Life are all on that first map, and like it's cool to see them those same places as the technology changes. And, and how they envision these places to look um, in each, like, version. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it went from that, like, little 8-bit, it looks like this tiny little mountain thing. Um, then, you know, in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, you go inside of it. And it's a big uh, volcano and you go inside. And then when you go inside of it in... Um, Breath of the Wild, you have to like save the the big monster inside, and it's just cool how those locations change, but they're still the same idea. That's one of my. I, I think that was one of my favorite takeaways from this research is, mm-hmm. and they meant to do that. Um, oh yeah, much, for sure. Much like the tale they they tell it to be, and you know you hear from passer passerbys, the the hero of time will come, blah blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. The they really, they really commit to it, and it it stays true through each game, and also, yeah, I, don't know. I just thought that's really cool. Um, before before like once again before you go on to the next game, I do want to say this is a really interesting tidbit I just read. Uh, so one of my favorite video game themes is also the Legend of Zelda. The main theme is just fantastic. Um, the opening theme to Legend of Zelda was originally Bolario. I think is how you say it. Uh, it was a piece, Bolero. Yeah, probably that. It was by classical composer Maurice Ravel or Ravel. Yeah. And uh, just sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna sing Bolero, but go ahead. <laughs> just before the game was completed, they realized that the copyright wasn't gonna expire for another month, so they couldn't. <laughs> so they couldn't delay the release. So they decided to write a new song. So the composer Koji Kondo arranged a new theme in one single night that became The Legend of Zelda. Main theme. Wow. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get the... I'm trying to imagine what Zelda would sound like with Bolero. Um, 
And you all know Bolero. I don't know if um, I do, but I believe you. Bump as the. Sorry, hold on, hold on. I have it here. I don't think you guys will be able to hear it, but Clint and I will be able to. Oh yeah. It's the one that's got the snare. And they do the same. The strings and the woodwinds do the same thing. There's actually a great story about Bolero that I know. Because it does the same passage over and over and over again. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the end, this is like a 14 minute long song. And people are like, he's crazy. He can't do the same thing over and over and just keep layering things on top of it. Which is what EDM is now, by the way. Uh, and it gets crazy, <laughs> and it gets crazy and bigger and bigger, and then it all falls into chaos, and everyone just goes, and it ends. And then people are like, it's a masterpiece! But they, <laughs> they hated it for 12 minutes, and then the last two minutes, they're like, oh, no, it's just crazy enough to work. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, and I guess, like, the sound of it is very much like, you can tell how it's influenced Zelda music and how it sounds, Ta-da. for sure. Very all light and floaty yeah. and yeah. Anyways, okay, so now we're out of uh, now we're out of the the OG. Um, and also these fucking the titles. I wish it was Zelda One, Zelda Two, Zelda Three, Zelda Four. Well, it can't, can't be because of the timeline that we'll get to. Yeah, I can't. I just can't keep them straight. Okay, but after after one, um, after the Legend of Zelda. Um, comes Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Uh, uh, usually the thought to be one of the worst Zeldas, but as people have realized, playing with the booklet apparently makes it better. <laughs> I hated this. I had this one too. Refused to play it. I played it like twice with my dad, and then we was like, I'm done. So after taking such a monumental step in the, the Legend of Zelda, in making it top-down and making it exploratory... Nintendo went back to its Mario roots and made this a side-scroller 2D game. But the overworld is still uh, top-down. Yes, but once you get into, like, a level... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the meat and potatoes, the the playing of the game was mainly 2D. Or was side-scroller. Yep. Um, And as Dead, looking back in retrospect, it is widely considered to be one of the worst Zeldas. But commercially, it did well. It did well, well yeah, enough. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and at the time it was reviewed well as uh, it was reviewed well as well. Um but uh I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I never played it. Uh, this uh introduced uh Death of the Valley of Death, uh which is where the Gerudos live. Yep. And it does have Death Mountain also. Don't the Gorons live on Death Mountain? Yes. Cool. I'll just kind of throw it out. Those are the different inhabitants of Hyrule. There's all kinds of different, you know, creatures and, and stuff. And then we're going to skip ahead to, well, not literally. This is the next game that comes. Uh, November 21st, 1991, um, A Link to the Past, which is widely considered to be the actual spiritual successor to The Legend of Zelda. So everyone nowadays kind of blanks out the adventure the 2d adventure of link yep Um, this is very much like the first game yeah so now we're back to top down uh go assemble the triforce yada 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 um 
And this was this was a fucking hit. Much like this was the polished version, obviously coming. What what is this? A little less than about seven, six, seven years later. Um, a late to the bass comes out, does incredibly well, and is one of the first games. And this will become important for both Ocarina of Time and the timeline. This is one of the first games where Link can switch between worlds. He goes between the normal, the light, uh, the light realm, and the dark realm. Yep, and this introduces the Zora and the Great Fairy and all kinds of stuff that will stick with the game. Um, Lost Woods, the Master Sword being in the Lost Woods, like Hylia. Uh, There's a Desert of Mystery instead of um, the other one, but uh, Death Mountain still here. <laughs> so this is where this is where Zelda's where Link's uh, true love becomes revealed. This is where he gets his thing for fish women. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I just started playing this one, and I forgot that I was playing it and moved on from it. Um, but this was one of the games I really remember playing and enjoying. So, yeah. Um, it's more of the first one. It's polished. It looks way better. The gameplay is better. Um, uh, people... People really liked it, and I found this strange for 1991. I'm sure there were other games like it at this point. Um, this was, by the way, the year I was born. Um, people really liked it for its monetary system. Interesting. Um, I yeah, it came a out a bunch of stuff about that. Came out 91 in Japan and then 92 in America. So I was one. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh, and the other weird thing about this that maybe Dan, you can shed some light on. Um, we don't know if the character you play in this is really Link. Probably. It's called A Link to the Past. But this is the only game where Link has pink hair. Um, I'm looking. I don't see any things. Oh, yeah, it is weird. Like, the graphics are weird. I see some pictures of it. But, yeah, it does say main character Link. Descendant of Knights of Hyrule. He possesses the qualities of a hero and ignores what people tell him, though. So he got a die job for this third one. We don't yeah, know qualities why. of a hero. But they do show <laughs> his picture from the booklet, and his hair is uh, light brown in the booklet. Um, it must have just been some kind of graphical. I don't know if it was an error or just a weird choice. Well, yeah, they gave him pink hair. Uh, anyways, uh, then we move on to what are called the Dark Ages. Uh, October 10th, 1993. The Faces of Evil and the Wand of Gamelon. Oh, are these the offshoot ones that are on this disc system? What was that called? The Philips Compact Interactive Disc. Mm-hmm. The Philips CDI. Compact yep. Data Interactive. Uh, they totally ignore these in my book, and apparently for good reason. <laughs> and Nintendo I- would like to ignore them as well. Uh, have either of you ever gone on YouTube and like watched these at all? No. They are hilarious, kind of. So, uh, apparently it's where shield there surfing was... came from. Is it? I think so. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he does it in that. Nice. There was going to be a, uh, a Super Nintendo CD add-on that Philips was going to design. It fell through in the mid-90s. Um, Philips and Nintendo came to another agreement for Philips to use Nintendo characters uh, for this for this new 
uh, you know, for this new series. Um, and Nintendo was sitting on was sitting on uh, uh, the, the the Zelda franchise. They hadn't released the game in uh, three four years. Um, yeah. And they were, this whole time they're working on Ocarina of Time, um, but. Or actually, at this point, they can't even. They know what they want to do for Ocarina of Time, but they do not have the technology to do right. it. But and they'll still... have another game coming out even before that for Game Boy. Yeah, Link's Awakening, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Uh, uh, and it's going to be remastered soon for the Switch. Like, a, not even. Oh. I don't even know if it's a remaster. It's like a whole new. I don't know what would you call it. It's like a remake, right, Glenn? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got new graphics. It's got it's, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, just a remaster, I would say. Yeah, but it like obviously it looks like they built it from the ground yeah. up. I don't think they're yeah. Yeah. So Nintendo and Philips are kind of in bed. Uh, Nintendo is not threatened by Philips and what they're doing with their system, so they're kind of like, yeah, sure, pay us, take our character for a little bit, um, and. Unfortunately, in doing this, they gave up what Dan loves to bring up. They gave up their Nintendo share or their Nintendo seal of approval. They gave up quality control in all senses yep. of the world, of the word, and uh, the results were as bad as anybody could imagine. You got the first of all, they went back to two D side scrolling. Um, second of all, the console wasn't as powerful as the Super NES, so they were also taking a downgrade at that, even though it was a you know, in advance to the series should be more high-powered than that. And on top of all of this, the gameplay, the... They cut in, like, uh... They cut in... What do you call them? Uh... uh cutaway sides? No, what are the scenes? What are the scenes you <laughs> um, put in? I know. Cut scenes. Cut scenes, thank you. They put in... They put Everybody's in, struggling today. I had a, I had a day... Uh, but they put in these cutscenes that were written by an American company and animated by a Russian company that didn't speak English. So nice. That was pretty rocky. <laughs> um, but anyways, that those are those are widely considered to be the worst Zelda's that ever came out. Go watch them play it on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Yeah, um, it, the cutscenes remind me a lot of like um, the. Uh, television show. The the TV show, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? That's what I thought you were talking about earlier. Sorry. That's where the shield oh, gotcha. shield yeah. came from. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> <laughs> Link was all sassy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I never I never got to watch it, but I've watched like the worst of the worst of compilations. On yeah, they're all on YouTube. So let's erase that and go to the golden age of Ocarina of Time in 1998. This game, and I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before, this game taught me how to read. (laughs) Yeah, it also just like changed gaming, like in a big way. This game was huge. If you haven't played it, holy shit, find a way. It's not an easy one to get, actually. They haven't re-released it much. Oh yeah, they have. Um, on what? 3DS. Uh, you can also get it on Virtual Console on Wii or Wii U. Um, so yeah, okay. you can. There's lots of ways to get it. Um, 
hopefully there's like a way to play it on switch or something like that but yeah if you have a 3ds you can get the uh ocarina of time 3d um if you don't have a 3ds if you have a wii or a wii u laying around you can probably grab it for pretty cheap unless you're gonna try to find it on the original uh nintendo and didn't they put it on gamecube also they did i'll get to that and nobody has a 3ds down uh, but lots of people have a 3DS. It's like one of the most popular. Oh, one listener. One listener right now. Send us a tweet. Say, I have a 3DS. <laughs> no original content. Send us an email. You can text Dan. Just tell me you have a 3DS. I think you are severely underestimating how popular a 3DS is. I hope I am. I hope you don't have Nintendo... one. I did. <laughs> you don't have one, though. No, I sold it. <laughs> You didn't um, even buy it, and you sold it. I didn't even buy it, and I sold it. Correct. <laughs> I just never found the time to play it, so I was like, "Yeah." One tweet, guys. One 3DS tweet. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of everyone that listens and trying to think if anybody has one. I have a regular and DS. You could you? Oh, fuck you, Clinton. <laughs> I had a DS. I have an original DS somewhere. Yeah. I had a DS. I had a th- and then 3DS that fell into my hat. So. so five years after the train wreck was that was the Philips CD once, uh, the N64 comes out with Ocarina of Time. Um, this the the team at one point was 120 developers and designers and people working on this, which is pretty big for a video game, especially in 1998. Um, throughout uh, the the years of uh, development. This is also being developed, another thing I didn't know, alongside of uh, Super Mario 64. So while the Super Mario 64 team uh, nails what was pretty iconic at the time, uh, top-down camera movement. So you look at your guy is fixed in the middle, but you know you can rotate the camera all the way around Mario while you're moving him with another stick. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my favorite song. Uh, uh. Where's that coming that? from? Car outside. A car from. <laughs> Jeez. We love like our in... music here in Harlem. Uh, so yeah, so Mario sixty four developers nail this this camera rotation thing, and Zelda and the Zelda team and Nintendo as a whole are like, well, this is great. Obviously, this goes and works with. Uh, what we're doing over here with Ocarina of Time, thank you so much, but also, we can't look like we're just doing one innovation and then pasting it on, pasting it onto all of our games. How do we go further with this? Um, Zelda being a much more combat-based game, they, uh, they, uh, invent, I don't know if invented, they designed what is now a staple in a lot of these games, which is a combat camera lock. Or not even combat, just a camera lock. You can be looking at something and you press your button and phew. Do you remember the noise it made? I'll never forget it. (laughs) Yeah. It locks onto an enemy. It locks onto something you're looking on the roof. The Nintendo 3DS sold 67.52 million (laughs) units. That's quite a bit, Nail. Yeah, and then everybody sold them, apparently. (laughs) I'm not saying it didn't do well. I'm telling you one person. Do you have a 3DS right now? (laughs) <laughs> All right, fair, fair. Uh, so, uh, I even had one at one time, and I sold it. You had a 3DS? Uh, oh, that's yeah, right. You, I remember you that. You convinced me to buy a used one, and I played Pokemon on it, and then I sold it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so that camera control thing was pretty big, especially for the time. It was one of the first times it had been used in a Nintendo game. I can't say across all gaming. I think it actually is across all gaming from what I've uh, researched, from what I've watched. I didn't research anything. I watched, uh, I think the gaming historian brings up it's the first game that you can target lock. Well, so that was pretty uh, innovative. Yep. Um, and then, well, I mean, I could go on and talk about Ocarina of Time for so long. But those are really the two big things it brought to the franchise, other than being a 3D game. Yep, and it definitely uh, kind of, this is kind of like what set the standard for the rest of the Zelda games for the most part. When you think of what a Zelda game is, you think of Ocarina of Time. Even if you're thinking of Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, Skyward Sword, you're thinking of uh, Ocarina of Time gave you that for- formula. Right, exactly. Unless you're, and, pl- unless you're thinking the Game Boy games like Oracle of Seasons and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and now would be a good time to get into because after these after Ocarina of Time is where we get a bit of a timeline split do you want yeah. to start talking about that Dan? sure so uh, after Ocarina of Time it, like like Neil said every other every other game is kind of just based on Ocarina of Time as far as gameplay and things like that for the most part until we get to like Breath of the Wild and um, it's either based like on that or it's based on Link to the Past if you're it's like a Game Boy thing so basically at some point there starts to become this idea that there's a connection between all these games. Cause like what uh, Clinton and Neil said, every time you play the game, you're playing a new version of link. Like you're, it's just these tales of these people. Um, so people start to kind of like rumors start to ha- go online that there was a timeline that Nintendo was messing around with. And they basically just come out and say like, yeah, here's a timeline and they don't seem to take it super seriously. It's just like a fun little thing. Um, but it is here in, uh, my booklet booklet. It's actually pretty large. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can look it up online and this, this book, if it, it, it's a pretty cool book, it goes on sale pretty often. If you're interested in Zelda, it's just called the Zelda encyclopedia. Um, so the, the games, while the legend of Zelda was the first one, it was not the first one in uh, the series. So if you have a Wii and you want to start from the very beginning and play through the timeline, you will have to start with the Wii game Skyward Sword. So Skyward Sword is kind of where we find out about the creation of these three spirits that will travel through time. The spirit of the hero, um, and the spirit of the princess, and the spirit of the demon. So Ganon's the demon. And just Yeah, just so you know, that's the Triforce. The hero is courage. The mm. the princess is wisdom, and mm. the demon is power. Right, and I think actually at the beginning in the first game, you only need to get the two of them. I think you just have wisdom and and power, and I think courage got added at another time. But so that's what happens there, and then you have the Minish Cap, which is next, and then four swords in Ocarina of Time. So Ocarina of Time is when uh, the Triforce splits. And there's a split in in time, basically, because you're going back and forth in time and all kinds of things. So you have three different um, timelines. You have the hero is defeated, so that's Ganon wins, and and Link is killed. Then you have the childhood timeline, which is where the hero is triumphant, but it's the timeline of the child Link from Ocarina of Time. Then you also have uh, the adult timeline where... 
uh, Ganon is sealed away. So he's not killed, but he's sealed. So Hero's defeated. Uh, that's what brings up the link to the past. Uh, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Seasons, A Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, The Original Legend of Zelda, and The Adventure of Link, which is the second one. So The Legend of Zelda, um, that's why the world is so in there, and this is why it explains it, and there's no like towns or cities. It's only just like the wilderness and these caves and dungeons because Hyrule is in ruins because it's been destroyed. Then you have... Yeah, so that's what their explanation of why Hyrule is so barren at that time. Um, so just a, just a little fun little way to do it. Um, and then the childhood timeline, uh, Majora's Mask happens next. And the childhood time, timeline is actually the timeline that becomes very dark. Um, Majora's Mask is the direct follow-up to Ocarina of Time. is the next game, and it, it has a much darker um, tone than Ocarina. And then Twilight Princess, which is probably one of the darker games. And then Four Swords Adventure, um, which I've never played any of those ones. But And then there's the adult timeline where Ganon is sealed away, and that involves the uh, Hyrule is sealed but then flooded. So that has the Wind Waker. Ganondorf is revived and he's defeated by Link. The Triforce is united. Hyrule is washed away, and the people leave for a new land. So Setting then, Wind Waker. Yeah, that is Wind Waker. Yep. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Phantom Hourglass, and then the Kingdom of Hyrule is founded in a new land, and that is Spirit Tracks. Um, and so the only game that is not involved in this is um, Breath of the Wild, which does not fit in the timeline anywhere. <laughs> they have just, I'm not sure if they've abandoned the timeline or what exactly, if they just don't care anymore or whatever, but... Um, I thought it... I thought it was the like the end cap of them. Yeah, there's like people say that it's involved in every timeline and that um and then but I think Nintendo said it's not there's not it's not in there at all. If you okay. go to their website, it's just kind of floating. So um in doing research for this, I was like, Okay, let's let's look at the timeline. Oh yeah, let's go to Reddit. Let's see some fan theories. Right. Nope. <laughs> It was not enlightening. <laughs> check out, uh, check out, uh, what is his name? Brian David Gilbert's video. On the timeline? Uh, on the timeline. Oh, nice. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, he was, he does great video game videos that yeah, are very funny. Yeah, he does goofy, and, yeah. like, goofy, super intense, uh, like, chalkboard, uh, yarn strings between them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, like, super goofy. Uh, but he works for Polygon. Yeah. I guess if I was gonna put, um, Breath of the Wild anywhere, I'd probably put it in the Hero is Defeated timeline because Hyrule's kind of not quite in ruins, but it's kind of, you know, on its way there. It's pretty barren. There's not a lot of towns and cities and stuff. Um, like, because when you're in Ocarina of Time, there's like a big castle city that's very vibrant and everything. Yeah. And you can tell that's not really there in Ocarina. In Ocarina yeah. The, I mean, yeah, the castle's in ruins and the town around it is full of the guardians and mm-hmm. stuff. Right. All so right. it's it's very interesting, um, but yeah. So the idea of this timeline is that uh, that they're they're not quite gods, but they're, they're they're kind of like gods in a way that they're constantly reborn. They're like they're like gods or comic book characters. <laughs> they're constantly reborn. Um, basically, whenever Ganon comes back, Link has to come back. Um, except for or, or vice versa. 
Right. Um, except for in uh, the child timeline where he kills Ganon and you do not fight Ganon in Majora's Mask Twilight Princess or Four Swords of... Uh, well, I guess in Four Swords of Adventures he does come back, but... Yeah, you fight Zant in uh, Twilight Princess. Yeah, it does say Ganondorf returns. I don't remember that part, but... Yeah, he's a giant pig pig guy. Yeah, that's always weird when they, like... It's like, sometimes he's a pig, because he's, like, this demon thing. And then sometimes he's, like, a dude with cool hair. And a big nose. Because he's a Gerudo. He's the one... So, Gerudo are a race of all women, but they only... Um, they birth one male every so often. And that male is always Ganondorf. <laughs> Basically. How do they reproduce? Well, don't put in genocide. They're not bad people. <laughs> it's not their fault. How do they reproduce, though? I have no idea. Want me to look it up by Neil? If Neil has more to say. Uh, what was the question? He's asking how the Gerudo um, have babies. Have babies if they're all women. Oh, I don't know if you're gonna find that answer. Please don't Google it. Um, well, I'm gonna check it out. See if it's in the book. But yeah, like this whole um, this goes into like the creation myth of the the power, wisdom, and courage, and the goddess Hylia, who is who creates Hyrule and these all this stuff and. Um, History of the Triforce and Link and everybody, so it's pretty interesting. I'm gonna look at the the Gerudo. Let's see uh, if it says anything about them. Well, I'll pick off. I'll pick up where we left off. And just so everybody knows, I spent most of what I wanted to cover was the beginning of the franchise. We've laid the groundwork. It doesn't change very far from here. Couple yeah, like Breath title. of the Wild is kind of the game that has is probably gonna change Zelda going forward. Oh again, yeah. Um, so after the Ocarina of Time, Dan mentioned this. Uh, the uh, Majora's Mask came out, which was another game I played a lot. Definitely beat it. Um, but uh, very... <laughs> that made it sound like you didn't, and you were trying to convince people you did. <laughs> Definitely beat it. Played it a lot. Definitely the, beat it. <laughs> the, thing, the thing about it is I remember so many... I remember so many things about it, but it in itself is a repetitive game and where you go, you play, the, it's Groundhog Day. You play the same three days over and over and over. And then every time you do it, you get like, you get to a temple and you stop, you stop worrying about time or you get to the next part of the story. So I remember all the basic, uh, I remember, I remember a lot of the things that you had to do every time. It's hard to remember the the things you got to do like once every three day cycle like get to the water temple get to the to the boss fights and stuff like that um i do you guys remember skull kid did you guys ever play majora's mask uh nobody know who skull kid is i never played it uh that was one of the first ones he takes all your stuff in the uh, uh all your stuff in the forest uh think he gives you the musical instrument too but either way uh that was really one of the besides besides the going to adult link in ocarina of time where everything is kind of in ruin uh majora's mask even though he's a child is a pretty dark game um and they that's important because this is the last game that they're going to come out with for a major console. They had they had other uh, handheld games, um, but what we're going to get into? What was this? Uh, Majora's Mask was two thousand. GameCube comes out in two thousand three, and I remember this vividly. 
in my Nintendo Power magazine, I got. Did you guys get Nintendo Powers? No, I got Game Informers and PlayStation Magazine when I had PlayStation. In Nintendo Power, they gave you a like a demo disc of what it was like this little CD-ROM of what uh, what the GameCube was going to be able to do, and it had some playtest footage. It was like it was basically a sizzle reel for this upcoming system. And in it, they had they had cutscenes from all your favorite things. You had you know you had Mario jumping on stomping Goombas, and you had a little Mario Kart in there. And they had Link fighting Ganon, adult Link or at least teenage Link fighting Ganon. And both of them were in real polished humanoid forms, almost like the end of Ocarina of Time, just poured it onto way better graphics in the mm. game. And this got me so pumped and along with the rest of the world this was before i was on the internet all the time uh this was yeah this was 2003 so this hype was probably happening 2001 2002 i was 10 11 ish um so everybody saw this clip of the iconic ganon and link fighting with swords gritty and real and then a year later, Nintendo released footage of Wind Waker, which is Young Link cell shaded and as cartoony as he has been since the very first Link. And yep. people were pissed. I didn't care. I just wanted Zelda. But uh, I got to look back at some of the some of the reaction from like really like internet. 1.1 articles like old timey MySpace internet of people just angry about what they saw in this 30 second clip compared to the game they got. Um, I can't let you uh, get away with saying internet 1.0 and then saying MySpace. MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> I said 1.1. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. that's definitely web 2.0 for yeah. sure. Let's go web 2.0. I'm learning all about this right now, Neil. Supply chain management and Web 2.0. <laughs> and the Gerudos. Yes, I I have found out, by the way, Clinton, uh, they travel to other races, and uh, they, they um, court normally. Uh, it just only takes... Oh, right, right, right. There's the, 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 the Gerudo lady that's trying to bone that dude by the pool in Breath of the Wild. Yep. Um, yeah, and I guess they go to like the castle town in Ocarina. There's one trying to court somebody. Um, so I was not a hundred percent correct, but in, uh, Ganon comes back through them in Ocarina of Time and all the other game. That's the only time he's confirmed to be a Gerudo, um, where he's born there and whoever, whatever man they birth is destined to be their king. So he was destined to be their king and then ended up becoming the king of Hyrule. Uh, when they kill Ganon in Twilight Princess, the Gerudo... As Neil said, how you were like, let's get rid of the Gerudo. People get pissed at him, and they're like, hey, this is enough. And they actually drive them out of their home, and they have to leave. And, uh, yep, and they, and then they, so they move somewhere else, but they're trying, as far as the end of the timeline in Four Swords Adventures, they're attempting to build their positive relationship with the Hillians again. Well, they did give birth to the apocalypse. <laughs> Anyways, um, where are we at right now? Oh yeah, Wind Waker. Uh, 
So, after everybody gets over what the Wind Waker is, uh, granted, after they saw the test footage, like the hype footage of what the Wind Waker was going to be, uh, Nintendo took some of those notes and did an overhaul on the game. Still very cartoony, but they definitely polished it up. And once people got into it, they were like, okay, never mind, this is Zelda, this is fine. It wasn't exactly what we wanted, but it is still... It's it's it, it's it's enough to sate our our need. Um, and another thing I found interesting is I think we've talked about this before, where a big draw of Ocarina of Time was riding Epona or whatever horse you had. Uh, could you, no, you could only have Epona, right? Anyways, yep. riding your horse throughout throughout the lands of Hyrule was a big plus for everybody, shooting off your bow. But for some reason, the Sailing on your boat in Wind Waker was much more divisive. People hated it. But I think there was just so much space in between the islands, is what I remember. So there was like a lot of time spent not doing anything in the water. Yeah, I disagree with that. You get in fights with other pirate boats. You had a cannon. Yep. You that could cool. also shoot your bow. I loved it. Storms would come. The cell shaded water looked awesome. And look, maybe I'd play it now and be like, this is fucking boring. But I loved <laughs> it at the time. Um, but, so yeah, that was uh, Ocarina of Time. As far as console uh, Zeldas go, it's not... Uh, I think everything else has done better than it. Um, with the exception of Majora's Mask. Um, yeah, and, and that leads the way to what, uh, the reason I went through uh, describing what people were expecting when they saw that early GameCube hype footage, um, Nintendo listened, and the very next game that came out for consoles was The Twilight Princess, which is easily the darkest. And that came out for both, um... Wii and GameCube, correct? So, originally, it was only going to be a GameCube game. Mm -hmm. And then the designer, much like we were talking about earlier with uh, the uh, using the Super Mario 64's camera control and needing to tweak it a little further to get that target lock, um, they, were, they were worried that they were rehashing the old game and just putting it into a new environment. So, you know, taking happy, fun, cell shaded and just flipping it and putting it into a darker, dystopian future. Uh, so, originally set to be a GameCube game, they were working with the Wii at that time and said, whoa, wait a minute, we have, we have the Wii U remote, what can we do with this? And... In what was considered a pretty risky move, because they didn't set out to make the Twilight Princess with motion controls. They very right. much were going to make it for the GameCube, and that was it. Um, but in a last-minute move, they add this huge part of the gameplay, and it totally pays off. People love it. Yeah, I, uh... it has its problems. Yeah, but I like it's that widely game. concerned. It's it's a hit. Um, it's also the first time it's been in a Zelda uh, franchise, its predecessor, Skyward, Skyward Sword, will get much more praise for doing it a little better. Yeah. But, I mean, it, there was a trial run in there, and it worked well enough. 
Yeah, I liked I liked that game a lot. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's that's really where I'm gonna leave it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it Skyward Sword we just mentioned is again kind of a, it, uh, it's the first game in the timeline. It's very similar to uh, uh, b- 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 to the control and feel of Twilight Princess, just not as dark. And then it takes us to did Spirit Tracks come out and then Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild, yes, the most recent. Um, let me get back to the beginning of this real quick. Spirit Tracks came Yeah, out. and then like there was like a plethora of remakes right around there, too, because Breath of the Wild just kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and so they re-released uh, Twilight Princess HD, um, Wind, uh, the Wind Waker HD, um, then Link Between Worlds came out, which was uh, widely regarded to be great for 3DS. They remastered Majora's Mask and then Triforce Heroes. Um, Spirit Tracks came out actually before uh, for Skyward Sword. So, All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy Zelda, uh, I definitely recommend this book. If you've never played a Zelda game before, I definitely uh, say you should try it. I mean, if, you, if you're a big fan of open world games, definitely Breath of the Wild is one of our favorite games. Um, and if you're into retro gaming, go check out some of those older ones. Just kind of see where all this stuff came from. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing we didn't talk about is in Twilight, you could turn into a wolf, and how fun is that? You could turn into a wolf. That was fun. Huh. I got a little bored with it after a while, but... Minna's the best sidekick in all the games. Yeah, I always wish Minna was in uh, Smash Brothers. Ooh, that she, she's, she's a great a giant fucking hand smashing people. She's a great character, and I'm surprised they haven't found a way to put her into more stuff. She's yeah. sassy, but she loves you. Um, she's uh, great in uh, Hyrule Warriors. I like playing as her in that game. Yeah. What about so. Navi? Navi's pretty cool. Navi is annoying. Hey! <laughs> we just found. Oh, I'll have to ask Courtney. We just found out something was like named after navi for being annoying might have been a bug or something like in real life was named after navi the fairy <laughs> she to. wasn't that bad if you like no play. no when like you play it it's not that bad like but so high pitched the worst actually the worst part of ocarina of time is the owl when you accidentally press i want to hear that again <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> he goes through everything I've watched speedrunners do that and they hit it wrong. And they're oh, like, ah! No. be awful. No! Um, all right. Uh, before we go, any last words on Zelda, guys? When they figured... I think you can skip him now, which was like a huge thing of it. He was like a huge time sink. Oh, yeah. And when they figured out how to skip him, I think it was like a big jump ahead. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Zelda's great. Uh, you, should, you should play it if you if you haven't and if you have well good if for you, you consider Enjoy. yourself a gamer you should play a zelda yeah for sure and maybe it's something like so, uh, see now i'm just talking on my ass because i don't really remember but i think you if you time it right you can talk to him and like jump through a wall or something is what it is it's gotcha like one of the harder things to do yeah there's always those weird things but yeah, Zelda's cool. I like Zelda. I've only played two of them. Eh, two and a half. I played like a few hours yeah, of Wind today. Waker. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have as much kind of breadth of knowledge as you guys do about it. So I didn't really have much to add. You should uh, play some more Zelda. <laughs> 
Boot it up. Boot up that first one on the Switch. Beat it for us, Glenn. Tell us how it is. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode about Zelda. Um, Coming up, we're going to try to do some fun stuff. We're trying to get more guests. We did have people say that they enjoyed that and things like that. We're going to try to play some games and talk about them and switch up some some of the stuff we do but i hope you guys have been enjoying the show i've been enjoying doing it thank you guys so much for listening um you can comment or email us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com and we will read what you got to say answer your questions yeah let us know if you have anything you want to talk about yeah we definitely would like suggestions about what to talk about um it is not you know we talk about whatever on our on our main thing because we didn't want to just be a news thing we wanted to give you guys something different from what else is out there um so yeah if you have a suggestion that you want us to do or some games that you think we should play as long as they're not crazy expensive um we, we would love to do that so uh, before we go anything to say neil where are my 3ds users at <laughs> <laughs> apparently neil thinks no one owns a 3ds anymore so uh clinton what do you have to say uh it's good for the goose is good for the gander timeline <laughs> uh and i would like to say it is dangerous to go alone Aww, so i go said with that f- in your wedding i said that in your wedding speech Oh, yeah. Lame. No, I'm just kidding. It was very, very (laughs) nice. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week.